teaching as we wrap up this series. It's uh, what would Jesus actually do? We're wrapping it up today. We're not finished with the Gospel of John yet. Um, we're going to be there next week. We're just going to put a different lens on it as we look into it. But today we're wrapping up the, the uh, what would Jesus actually do with John chapter 13, where Jesus washes his disciples feet. And uh, the big idea, what I want you to walk away with today is this right here. Unconditional love is difficult to give and easily misunderstood, but it's the call of Jesus for every Christ follower. It's hard to love somebody who's a narcissistic. It's hard to love somebody that is toxic It's hard to love somebody who has a different political view than you do. And it's hard to love somebody who has a whole different set of morals and values. But Jesus calls the Christ follower to love people unconditionally. And you know what? A lot of times it's easily misunderstood because there are those times when you have broken through, when you did the hard work and you're like, God, help me to love this person. And you started to engage with them. And then immediately a wall went up in them, didn't it? You started asking questions and they're like, what kind of marketing pyramid scheme are you inviting me into? You know, I know there's some catch in here somewhere, right? Especially people in Rhode Island. You guys are so, you know, you're so uh, like skeptical. It's just the culture here in Rhode Island. And that's why when you really try and just to get to know somebody, they think you just, there's some ulterior motive that you want something from them. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's misunderstood. But again, for the Christ follower, this is the call of God. And the Christ follower is that person who has submitted their life to Jesus. Like you heard Eli talk about that. You heard Crystal talk about that. And you heard Caleb speak to that. They just submitted. They surrendered to the truth of who Jesus is in their life. Well, let's jump into this. Uh, John chapter 13, verse number one. This is the story of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. It was before the Passover festival. Jesus knew. Say, Jesus knew. knew. Uh, Say, Jesus knew. knew. South County. Let's hear you. Jesus knew all the way from South County. Okay, good. Uh, Jesus knew. Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to, to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now, when it was time for supper, the devil had already entered in or had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew. Say, Jesus knew. Jesus knew knew that the father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going back to God. Our confidence comes from what or who we know. Already we've seen Jesus had this confidence and it came from who, what he knew and who he knew. When you walk in, uh, when you're invited to that party, you know, and, and it's like, let's say it's a reception and you don't know anybody. There's a hundred people there. You don't know anybody except for the person who invited you to come, right? You're looking for them. Why? Because that person, that connection gives you a confidence, When you're having a conversation 
and you're in a group of people and they're talking about something that you have no idea about, most normal people just keep their mouth shut. Some of you, I know, think you know about everything, right? And, and you have something to say, but you really don't know about it, but you pretend like you do. But most people are just quiet and they listen and they're learning. But when the subject changes to something you know about, boy, you have a confidence. You jump in. You see, our confidence comes from what or who you know. As a Christ follower, here's the question. Is it, well, first, I want us to see that Jesus knew this. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands. He understood that at the, at, at, at Jesus is speaking the word, he could have overthrown the Roman Empire that, that were currently oppressing him and the Jewish people. Jesus knew his power. He knew what was at his hands. He also knew who he, where he had come from. He had, that he had come from God. He knew that he was God's son. He knew his purpose. And he knew his destiny. He knew he was going back to God. You see, Jesus knew these things. And here's where the question comes in. Do you know who you are in Christ? And real quickly, I want you to understand if you're a Christ follower, if you have submitted, if you have surrendered your life over to Jesus, you have believed that you are a sinner and you are in need of a savior. If that is you and you have and you have invited Jesus into your life, then here's who you are as a Christ follower. I am a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5:17. This is who you are. You're a brand new creation. Your past does not define you anymore because you're brand new. That's who you are. You are not a loser. Many of you get up every day and go to work and think I'm such a loser. No, who you are in Christ is you're a conqueror. You're a winner because of the love that Christ has for you. You are accepted. You are chosen. I know some of you were the the last person to get chosen every time for the team, right? Well, hey, you are chosen. God did choose you. He accepted you. And not just that, you are holy and you are blameless and you are without a fault. This is who you are. This is what the scriptures tells us in Ephesians 1.4. And last but not least, you are God's masterpiece. You are a one of a kind, uniquely wired just who you are and and he wired you that way for good works. He has a plan for you that he's called you to lean into. If you are a Christ follower, what if for the next seven days you jotted these notes down or took a screenshot and you woke up every morning and when your feet hit the floor, you reminded yourself, oh, I'm a new creation. My past, it's all gone. What, what, if, what if you got up and remembered that you're not a loser? That you, you know what? That project may be failing at, at your work, but you're not a loser. You're a conqueror in Christ. You are accepted. You are chosen. You are holy and you are blameless before God. And you're a masterpiece. If you just reminded yourself of who you are as a Christ follower, how would that make your day go different? See, that will give you a confidence. And because Jesus knew who he was, he could love unconditionally. Look what happened. So he got up from the supper and he laid aside the outer clothing. He took a towel and he tied it around himself. The next, he poured water into a basin. 
And he began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with a towel tied around him. And the mouths of every disciple dropped. Like there was no action. They had never seen anything like this before. Do you know in the Jewish culture, a, a fellow Jew, a peer Jew, could not wash your feet. That was too demeaning. That was only for a Gentile slave or a servant. Not for another Jewish person. And here's the rabbi. Here's the teacher. The one that they're following. He is washing the feet of the disciples. And as he's going around that circle, he gets to Peter. And Peter just couldn't be quiet anymore because Peter's Peter, right? And Peter said, he asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Like he's insinuating, you're not washing my feet, Jesus. And here's what Jesus says. Jesus answered and he says, what I am doing, you don't realize now. But after the resurrection, you're going to get it. You're going to understand, he says. And then Peter says to this to Jesus, he says, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus said, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Mm. Yeah. You know, he, here's, he, he, Jesus is symbolizing. You know, here's a symbol. Here, here's, a, here's an il, illustration. If Jesus doesn't cleanse you, then you can't have a connection with the Father. You see, Jesus knew what the Old Testament said. Without the remission of sin, there is no forgiveness. Jesus knew his call and that his call was that he had to lay down his life on that cross so that we could have the forgiveness of sin. And if you reject that, then there is no connection to the Father. So when he says that, to, uh, to back to Peter, Peter says this, Well, Lord, don't just wash my feet, but also wash my hands and, you know, my, and my head. And then Jesus says this. He says, one who has bathed doesn't need to wash anything except his feet. What does that mean? Is Jesus saying, Peter, listen, you don't need a cleansing. You've already been cleansed. You've already been washed because you put your faith and trust in me. You, you said you believe in me. But yes, you do need to live in a rhythm of confession because walking in this world, we're going to mess up. We're not perfect. And so you're going to need to live from a rhythm of confession. Christ follower, do you live from a place in life, a rhythm of confession? And very practically, what Jesus is doing, he's serving others. He's serving them. Because Jesus knew, I mean, think about this. Jesus knew, for he knew Jesus. Jesus knew who would betray him. And that's why he said, hey, not all of you are clean. Not all of you have really trusted in who I am. I want us to think about Jesus going around that circle. He knew that Judas was going to betray him. And what does he do? He loves him unconditionally. He washes his feet. He knew that Peter was going to deny him. And what's he do? He washes his feet. Jesus washes the feet of the betrayer. He washes the feet of the denier. And he washes the feet of sinner and saint. This is who Jesus is. And he calls us to live our life like that. Because he says, so if I, Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's 
feet. For I have given you an example. He did this for our example. Hope Church. And whether you're online, South County, or right here, if you're a Christ follower, you are called to serve others from a place of unconditional love. Whether it's the betrayer, whether it's that person who you just can't stand, who rubs you the wrong way, you're called to love them unconditionally. You know, unconditional love means no strings attached. You're not wanting anything from them. You're not trying to get to know them so that you can drop their name when and you fill in the blank. You're just serving them like Jesus has called us to do. Unconditional love is difficult to give. It's easily misunderstood, but it's the call of Jesus for every Christ follower. We don't have time for these next two verses. I want to jump right to our next steps. Grab the connection card in, in front of you. In that connection, uh, on the, the, the connection cards in the chair in front of you, reach out, grab that, right? Lean forward, pull it out. I know this is hard. If you're online, there's a link for you. <clears throat> the first next step, step number one, is for the Christ follower. So, if you're a Christ follower, this one's for you. Here at Hope Church, we believe every person has a next step. Now, it may or may not show up here, but God is spe- He wants to speak to you. And God's speaking to you, and your next step may be something else. But here's what, I'm, here, here's, here's what I see for me. So that I can live a what would Jesus actually do kind of life, I need to, be, I need to better understand who I am in Christ so that I can see and love others unconditionally. You know how many people you, path, uh, you, you cross paths with that you don't see them? You don't recognize them? You don't see that there's somebody that you just need to love unconditionally? I do it all the time. And I'm praying, God, will you give me eyes to see that person? that you are wanting me to love unconditionally so that I can love them with no strings attached. Just serve them. Just love them right where they are. If that's where you are, if you want prayer, let us pray for you. Just circle step number one. Put your name on that connection card. And this week, our team will be praying for you. Will you please pray for me in this way? This week, I'm asking you, please, I need this. Now, the other next step are for those of you who are maybe right here in this room or maybe you're watching online or in South County, but this next step is for somebody who has never acknowledged their need for a Savior because you have never really paid attention to your own sin. This one says, I need to accept the unconditional love that Jesus has for me. I have always felt like I needed to earn it. Come on. You know, you don't want unconditional love because you don't want to owe somebody something, right? We've all been there. We all have that thing inside of us. But with salvation, it's totally different. It's not cheap grace either. It was costly grace that is offered to you on that cross. It cost Jesus a beating, torture, because of my sin, because of your sin. So it's costly. But would you acknowledge, would you say, I just need to surrender? I just need to surrender. Pray for me. So circle step number two, if this is you, put your name there. We'll pray for you by name. And if you would like a phone call, I would love to follow 
that uh, follow, fo- follow, you know, call you. I'd like to call you. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I want to call you. <laughs> Put your name there. Put your phone number there. And this coming week, I'd love to reach out to you. Here's how we're going to respond to this teaching this morning. We're going to respond with a song called Gratitude, but you're going to stay sitting down. You're going to stay seated for the first half of it. The band will ask us to stand when they're ready for us to stand. But I'm going to have uh, two people come to the platform. And Steve and Isabel are representing you. They're representing you. And I have the privilege to represent our elders and our staff team. And on behalf of our staff team and on behalf of our elders, I'm just going to wash their feet. Because your elders and, your, and our staff team here, we love you. We love you unconditionally. And we want to serve you. So Steve and Isabel, if you'll come.